Welcome to another episode of In His Light. It's a podcast about approachable Christian conversation in the light of God's Word. And we we are very open forum style, but today does have a theme, and the theme is being unequally yoked. So if you've ever asked the questions, uh, why do we have to stop hanging out with unbelievers? Why can't we uh, date unbelievers? Or can we? Is that a real thing? What's the problem? What's the pros? What's the cons? And and that's what we're going to discuss because God has provided his word and every bit of it, everything you can think of, every question you can have is covered in his word. And those with diligent hearts will search and find it. And that's what we're trying to do today. We, we've got some scripture that the Lord put on our heart that we can bring up, but ultimately we're just going to talk about this. So uh, as always, we invite you to join us in this discussion and listen in, and uh, I hope it blesses you. That is certainly the prayer, is is that it blesses somebody, that God has somebody that needs to hear this. So if our conversation is resonating with your heart, that means if you're feeling something, if you're agreeing with what God says about, about this uh, through his word, then this is for you. You can receive it. It's up to you. You cannot receive it or receive it, and we we pray that you do and that it, that it blesses you. Uh, so Danny, you and dad started to talk about this yesterday after our, our episode yesterday. And I mean, y'all were going into some good stuff. I was listening while I was getting ready. So just talk about that. Talk about this theme. This was something that was put on your heart and we are obedient to Christ. So that's why we've stopped everything we're doing to have this discussion and this fellowship. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was just put on my heart that, you know, what, what it really means to, or the significance of walking in good company, and how walking in bad company can really take a toll on your spiritual walk. Because we think that because, you know, in the world standard, we have good friends that they are good for us. They compliment us. But in reality, if they're not sharing, if they're not in the same walk as you are, if they're not like-minded, if they're not equally yoked, then they don't serve you growth and that was a revelation that the lord gave to me years ago um and so and so i've I've gone through the process of not just completely eliminating these people from my life but just taking a step aside and allowing my friendship to be through christ first and all things that i do every decision it's i go to the lord first I don't go to man and try to get their opinions or their approval. It's it's the Lord. That's it. And so just that that was put on my heart to talk about this week. Amen. So true. And so this all stems from a verse in 2 Corinthians, right? Uh, let's look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 16. But I'm just going to read the verse in question, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. And this isn't just talking about, uh, you know, marriage either. This, this is talking about relationships, anything you're bound to. And, and I think it's important to know when you're having this discussion that you should already be feeling a little bit of conviction about some of your unbelieving friends and relationships, because it's just not going to line up. If you're walking in the light, there's going to be not a ton you guys can even talk about. That's the first thing I noticed. And it wasn't a, 
I'm better than you thing. That's what the enemy puts, uh, uses the unbelievers to tell you so you don't do this. It has nothing to do with that. It's like, I don't want to talk about the things that I wanted to talk about. I just want to talk about the Lord. It, it, the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven is like the guy that finds the treasure. You know, I just want to take my treasure and talk about it all day. So my whole point behind this is something should already be tugging at you. You know, when you're doing, when you're hanging out with these things, uh, that, that it's just, it's not a fit anymore. And that's the process. Right. Some are easy. Some people will just fall flat out quick. You, I mean, you just, it, it'll be easy that they, they needed you for something. Now you're not available for that and they're gone, but some of them are going to be harder. Some people, some of them are going to be closer. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it hard to, to, um, step away from those who are just, like I said, they, and it's, and it's not that they're like completely bad company per se. I mean, I mean, biblically speaking, it, it does say that bad company, let's see, what, what does that verse that we got? It says that bad company um, corrupts good morals, right? That That is First Corinthians 15, 33. That's what that says. However, it's it's conflicting because like the people that you're talking about, Jonathan, some of those people stick around. They have the patience. They have this, the just this already built in mercy, this, this like love for you. You know, they're willing to stick around and, and see you through. And, and that's, that's where it gets really complicated. You're like, well, you know, are these people really good for me? You know, and, and you can't really tell. But those those ultimately you just have to pray about truly. You know, that that because if you try to if you try to go about it with your own understanding and your own heart, then you might get stuck in this relationship that in the end is gonna be, I mean, detrimental to you. Um and if you allow it to get to that point. Some of this is pretty simple. I know it's a simple phrase and it's simple to answer, but the, the, the answer to that situation is love it, and it goes both ways. And it's, it's step it's like you said, it's praying, it's stepping in his light and letting him show you, is there a reason why you want that person to stick around? First of all, right. first of all, check that, check your own motive. And then other, if, if this person does love you, okay, if they love you, you should be able to set a boundary and, and, and lay down what you, what you believe and what you are going to talk about and, and what is what you're about and what you believe. And they should not do anything or talk about anything to stumble you if they love you. And if it's not true love, they will fall away on its own. That's that's literally what it is to give it to the Lord in this in this circumstance, is you're saying, Lord, I'm I'm for you. You are mine. And anybody around me can accept that. They can be, you know, they don't have to believe what I believe, but we're not gonna be, we're not gonna have the same relationship anymore. And if you're mm-hmm. not if if you're not in that same walk, then if you love me, you will either leave or you'll you'll try to see what it's about. And that's not that's not being crude. That's the truth. That's love. That is yeah. like I'm going if if I love you unconditionally, I'm not going to make you change or do anything or compromise what you are convicted by. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. So simple answer, but uh, very, very difficult to actually play out practically. I know. That was good. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, this is an issue that it, we can never stray too far away from from what we say over and over again about the purpose of God. We, You know, God is for us, not against us. 
So sometimes when things are spoken, we we take them personally, but God is just trying to tell, he's trying to help us. He's mm-hmm. just telling us the truth. Notice that there's nothing personal here. He said, he didn't say, do, do not be bound together with a certain person. He said, don't be bound together with unbelievers. It's not a personal thing. What? Why is he saying that? Again, he's trying to help us. He said, because there's a battle going on. And, and, and that's the thing we've got to understand. You know, there's the battle for your heart. And, and, the, and the bottom line is if you link yourself with unbelievers, and it's not talking about anybody personally, not saying, hey, I'm against this unbeliever. They're not believing what you now see to be true. And because of this battle's going on, if you link yourself with them, you're going to be, you can be caught away with them too. And they're unbelievable. Even if they didn't draw you away, from from actually believing just just the fact that they're they're not going to be an encouragement for you they're mm-hmm. they're they're always going to be seeking different things than you are because they're not believing what you're believing yet now the hope right. is that they will come to that point but right mm-hmm. now they're not and that's why i said don't be bound to them in that way our ministry to people who are unbelievers is to be a light to them to be salt to them not to be bound with them so that we take on them. In other words, we are we are commanded to take mm-hmm. dominion, not let dominion be taken over, over us by the powers of darkness, which use different vessels to do that sometimes. It's a hard issue. It says mm-hmm. bound. It says bound. Think about that. You, you need to have no obligation to anybody other than Christ. And believers know that. This is why it's okay. The, to believe if, if people would if relationship Christian relationships would stand on the word of God it'd be every argument they have would be as simple as what God say right mm-hmm. believers understand that that mm-hmm. your obligation is to Christ and Christ alone unbelievers don't and and it, it's it's not a quick thing when you hang out with an unbeliever or or be bound to okay this is not talking about if you see an unbeliever turn around and walk the other way we have a, right. we have an obligation to Christ to witness to them too. Bound means have some sort of obligation to them. Any any chess piece that can put itself between your heart and God, and and you, it says it says right there. It's it's real simple when you're when you're thinking about these things in the natural. What what does a verse say? What partnership does righteousness and lawlessness have? They don't. What? How can they help each other? It's not even. It's almost a statement of fact when you say don't be bound to unbelievers. It's like, of course you wouldn't. What, what are y'all gonna what are y'all gonna do? How does this, how does unbeliever believer equal good? How? You know, and that, yeah. I think that's what the verse means. What fellowship does light have with darkness? How does those two plus two ever equal good? Yeah. Whereas if you do the reverse with Christian believer and believer, it's righteousness plus righteousness. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? You gotta be careful too with um you know, ones who just speak it. Gotta be, I think you gotta, we gotta be in prayer about discerning those or, or that the Lord revealed to us if these people truly do love them um, in their hearts. And we can, we can see it based off of fruits. Um, but in order for us to go down deep into this, into this relationship, we can try to fight it or, or stop it right at the door. You know, it's like, Lord, if this relationship, like like you were saying, Jonathan, bring it to the Lord. Like, hey, if this relationship is is, is a blessed one and, and this person is is 
supposed to be in my life, then okay. But if they're not, then Lord, take them completely out of this, out, out of my life and help us not cross paths or wh wh whatever, however you want to um, uh, say it. But trying to stop it at the door, that's so important too. But, yep. And having that discernment, asking yep. the Lord to give us a discernment to be able to tell from lovers from, of you know, through, through mouth or lovers through heart. That's right. And Danny, good point right there. Very good point. Because just going back to what the verse we just read, what I was saying, it said, don't be bound together with unbelievers. It didn't say don't be bound together with the unsaved. Although that may be part of it. He said unbelievers. Guess what? You can have somebody who's confessing to be a believer and still be an unbeliever, still not believing some of the yep. things of God. So Danny brings out a good point. It's not, that's why I said, this is not personal. It's not about a particular group or a person. It's about, hey, God's saying, if you bind yourself with people that are not believing the truth, and I don't care who you say you are, if you're not believing the truth and walking in it, in reality, then this is going to cause problems for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what that's what God is trying to tell us. And if you want right. to put it in the natural, just be honest with yourself and ask yourself, if you go to whatever, to a, a club or a, a party with friends, whatever, and you're coming there, they know you're a Christian and you're going to do your best. And maybe you survive one party where you completely represent Jesus properly other than being in that place. But as far as everything else, you don't partake. You're literally just standing with a wide open door waiting for it every day. So continuing to do this is only going to cause problems. You're just, yeah. well, okay, so you got through one day and then the next day, and then the next day. And then not to mention what the Bible says about causing your brother to stumble. What if somebody is on the verge right there of, of their faith, and they see you doing it at this place? Maybe you did nothing wrong, but they see you there. Are you representing Christ well? Maybe that's a big question for them. Maybe that's something they struggle with. Maybe that's something the enemy's condemning them with. And if we're acting out of love, we just don't do it. And, and, and I go back to the same thing. We got, this should already be manifesting itself in your life. Like you should start to see it's not the same with this person anymore. What are mm -hmm. we going to talk about? What is this whole thing? And darkness will flee from light. You're going to see that happen. If you're yeah. truly standing up for what you believe in, every time, every question asked, they're going to stop asking you questions. Really, they're just, or they're going to ask you questions like, tell me more. And that's, that's what our goal is. But mm -hmm. other than that, if, oh, this guy's all he's ever going to do is say, G Jesus is his answer for everything, like literally everything. Well, I don't want that answer. So I, I don't like the light because my deeds are evil. So I'm going to flee. And that there's yeah. the judgment. Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to bring out before we um, maybe move on to a different issue on this. But, uh, one thing, I, when we talked about a little bit about this, let's bring it down to practical reality because some of the arguments out there and what I want to bring out is how do we walk this out in light of what we know? Because a lot of people out there was, will always speak about this. Well, how can you say that you love God and and, and, and you're, you, you, you stand afar off from these people? You say, oh, I, I can't be around these people. Like they'll use that excuse about, well, hey, Jesus was a friend of sinners and tax gatherers. Right. Right. So so the point is, I'm going to ask you to throw it to you guys. What does that mean for us? You know, for people that might be listening, what does that mean in a practical way? Because we're saying, OK, let's say someone's out there and say, OK, I see what it's saying there. You're right. I don't need to be bound 
with with unbelievers, but 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 how do I work walk this out? Because God also commanded me to love everybody. So how yeah. am I going to walk this out practically? Uh, when this because I, I'm saying this because a lot of people that that that's how they end up being like this is because they'll go and say, well, God told me love. I gotta go. You gotta 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 love them. You see, so so how do we walk this out practically? You do you you do exactly that. What you said, you love. You do it with love. And Jesus had a purpose, and He was there to save the sick, not the healthy, not the self-proclaimed righteous. And you be exactly that. You are there to help. You set a standard for yourself for Christ, for Christ flowing through you, so that when people see you, they know what they're going to get. I, I joke about this all the time with people. Uh, when everybody that at my job knows when they ride with me, uh, that's all I like when I talk about Jesus. They do, and I tell every one of them. I like I know I'm wearing you out right now, but I want you to know that I'm that guy. If if you don't want to talk, if you want to talk about Jesus, I want you to know. I, if I got questions, I can go to Jonathan because that's all he ever talks about. And then <laughs> that that's love. I have never disowned. I ride with unbelievers every day in my truck together all day. Okay. And I never, that doesn't mean I don't love them. That just, I'm not bound to them. That's the word. What The only thing I'm bound to is Christ. And Christ asked me to spread his salt and spread his light. And that's what I want to be known as. You do that, they know. When they were in the sinners and tax collectors were in the tent with Jesus, they knew he was the son of God. They were there to get help. He was offering them help. They didn't come there to sin with him. He wasn't their co-sinner. Let's go have a party with Jesus. He was there to help. And that's what we have to be. That's love. That's not, that's not what the world says is not hate. That's not hate. That's love. That's like, I'm going to be the light stand here on a hill, not underneath a basket. And you can come to me when you want. I'm not going to push you away. I'm not going to sin with you. But if you ever want to talk about Jesus, you know, whose truck to get in. Yeah, that's good. Serving them. I mean, that's... however, however we can and not being selfish about it. It's like, ah, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, they're unequally yoked. I, I can't not, not, we have to, well, we're not above anybody. You know, we're not better than anybody. It's just serving them to the best of our ability. If people Situationally, would I mean, if they ask for this, you, you serve them, you know, you do not yep. withhold from them if, if they're asking for it. That's just that's just evil. That's not that's love. Right. If people could just understand the dynamics of the kingdom of God, you know, the, humility is best, lowest is highest, least is greatest. We are servants. If yeah. it's 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 a lot to do with the false representation of Christianity. Period. I mean, almost ninety percent. Wouldn't you say, Dad, of our comments that we get are just questionable thoughts and outlooks on God himself. Like they're almost all like that. And, and it confuses people. And, but Christians who live by Christ are servants and they act out of love. They feed their enemies. They give their enemies something to drink. They pray for their enemies. That, that is what a, a Christian that is representing Christ does. It's God is love. And that is the number one thing. We have to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And then we have to love our brother, our neighbor as ourselves. That is what we're supposed to do. If you see anything other than that coming from a, a self-proclaimed Christian, that's not what Christ said to do. So as we always say, you've got to check for yourself. You've got to look. 
these comments that people send us sometimes, man, they are so confident. Like, oh, I got this dude. And it takes me a verse and two sentences to completely shut it down. It, it, all I hear when they say this stuff is obviously you have heard different pieces of Christianity you've never searched. Because if you do, God will show you and you'll see that this is love. We're, we're here to spread light. We're not here to push unbelievers away. We're here to draw them and tell them truth. We're not here to join them. We're here to get them to join us. And that's as right. simple as that. Exactly. And we got to realize that, again, keep talking about this. What is our battle? You know, what are we against? We're against every thought that lifts itself up against the knowledge of God. I say it over and over again, because that's really what we're doing. When I'm talking about, that's why I brought this out. Because as a, let's say you're a believer out there and you're saying, okay, how do I balance this out? You know, the powers of darkness is going to try to lie about God. He's going to try to lie about God. And he's going to, in turn, try to lie about you because you have attached yourself to God. If you're someone who's that, he's going to try to lie. He said, they hated me before they hated you. Remember that. That's what Jesus said. So the reality, we have to realize that God calls it, called us to come out and be separate. So we're going to be separate. But don't let them lie to you in the say that, okay, oh, separate. Oh, you guys think you're better because you're over there. No, that's not it. We know that. But they're going to lie about you like that because just like they lied about that, about God, think about it. What are some of the arguments you hear out there about God? They blame God. They say when bad things are happening, we see these comments all the time. John, you know, we've read them in the comments we get sometimes in the video. What are people venting about? Oh, well, how can you, how can you, you Christians say this and that, you know, this is how this bad things happen. This is bad. You say you serve God. What are they talking about? They're really talking about God. They're, they're blaming God for all the things that are taking place. So mm -hmm. if they're going to blame him. They're certainly going to blame us unrighteously sometimes. So the, the point is, the reason why we bring this stuff up is so that if you're a believer, that you can be encouraged to know that these things are going to happen, but know the truth about them. Know the truth about them that, yeah, God caused you to be separate, but he didn't, that we know separate doesn't mean we don't have nothing to do, nothing, or we don't love anybody. It right. means that there's a battle going on and we have to be focused on that battle. And we have to cast down every thought that exalts itself against what? The true knowledge of God. If you think about it, why are people lost out there? Why are people uh, uh, depressed, dismayed, whatever's going on? It's because they have a misunderstanding of who God really is and what his purpose was on the face of this earth. That's the whole problem right there. So our job is to try to clear up some of this deception and lie that has been put out there by Satan and the powers of darkness to try to what? It ruin the image of God. Because think about it. The people are mad. They're mad at God. So, so Satan has a, been able to accomplish in some of these people the thoughts in their mind to blame God for all the things that are happening. A lot and of people know that God didn't do them. God didn't cause these things, but, but Satan has made people think that it was God's fault and it's yeah. not. And that's who we are. We're here to be the light, to cast down every imagination and thought, and you can't cast it down. If you're going to join in with it, you can't, that's right. You're yep. going to have to come out and be separate. The Lord realize that God placed you here for a purpose, and that is to love one another. But but our battle is also to cast down every thought that tries to come against God. He, mm -hmm. I mean, he also in, in the same passage, I believe in the same passage, he also says that if the world loves you, then you're of it. 
And if you're not of it, it'll hate you. And so that's that's a good little thing. You, we guys, we all love practical situations. Here's one right here. Ask yourself, or do you blend right in? You know, is are you blending in? And that, and I know that's a whole different subject on its own. But are you of the world? That's kind of the base point. This is what God is saying will happen if you start slowly by by being uh, bound together with these unbelievers. Is you're going to slowly get sucked into that world. And Dad, you talk about the enemy to that point. What is he doing here with this conversation, with this confusion right now, with all the confusion, is he's trying to sideline you. Listen to me very carefully. If you don't know whether you should or not, you're just sitting on a sideline. Yep, and, yep. and that's what he wants. You're, you won't even go now and approach unbelievers about Christ because you're halfway in and halfway in. I mean, halfway out. And that's where he wants you. He could care less if you're, he could care less what you're doing other than pushing the word of God and tearing down those thoughts that the scriptures talk about. That's what he wants you to stop doing. So if you're not just, if he can't flat out say, don't do it, he's going to, yeah, exactly. If he can't flat out tell you, hey, don't do it, and you're going to try, he's just going to confuse you. That's what he wants to do. And he uses God's word and the lies about God to do it. Got to mm -hmm. stay awake. Got to stay awake. Got to be sound. Got to meditate. Regurgitate his word day and night. Yep. Amen. Like that's the, that's your protection right there. Yeah, how are you going to know when your God's getting lied on? You got to know what God said, what God did, who God is. This is why this is so important to know God. You can say, no, no, that's not my father. I don't know who you're talking about, sir, on the comments, but that's not my papa. Nope. Mm. Never has been, never will be. And and if that's that's why I'm saying with these comments, man, these people are serious, but I am it, it's not even a phase. At first it's just like Wow. And then I immediately know, immediately know, well, that's not true. Here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And it's only because I have, I have started to seek God myself, and he has shown me that's not me. There's a liar running around here trying to defame my name. That's his goal. And, uh, and that's, that's the main reason. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you always want to... And I would say anybody that's in a relationship or in a situation like this, and 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 they might be asking themselves, well, you know, I really care for this person. I, I really want the best for this person. I don't really want to hurt them. So we need to ask ourselves, well, if that's true, if we really do care about this person, what, I mean, the thing to do is to do something that's going to help them, right? Something that's going to help them. And the only way to do that is to go to someone who we know can help. And that's why I said, that's why God said, I, and John's heard me say this many times, the gift can never be greater than the giver because he's the one that gave it to you. I don't care how good it is. God gave it to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, no matter how good it is, because sometimes we get, I, I put this out there because we get tossed up because we we're, we're focused on, on that gift, focused on, oh, but this, you know, this person and this, and that, and, and we don't realize that. Yeah. But Without God, I wouldn't have them anyway, no matter how good they are. So, and ultimately, he is the one that has, you know, so it's with him is the fountain of life. He has all the answers for life and godliness. So if we really want to, and we really love somebody, we want to help them, it's going to be through through him. Because he's got the answer, not just for us, but for them and in the entire world. So what do you guys, what do, what do we do? Uh, brothers and sisters, what do we do in this situation when we have someone? This is a question you're asking, so listen carefully. This is a question we've all asked. You're not alone in any of this. This discussion mm -hmm. is easy to talk about because we all go through it. You've got somebody that you love, 
that is an unbeliever and you're now faced with a decision, what do you do? Well, my dad just nailed it. If you love them, you're going to represent Christ and, and draw them. If you're like, well, they don't believe. This is your options right here. The Bible's clear about this. Only God can draw someone to Jesus. So you pray. You pray and you pray and you pray like a persistent widow that God opens their heart. But while you're doing that, while God does his part, which is everything, ask God to allow you to speak truth. Be Christ. Don't conform to what they're doing because you love them. That's not love. Be Christ. And when you become that light and God draws them to you, that's how it gets done. But if you're both foot, they don't know. They're, you're, both, you're half the world. You're half God. They're not coming to you. That's, it's just not going to happen. So you've got, if you love them, you've got to do it God's way. And that's that the way is love. The way is representing Christ, walking like a servant, loving and showing and showing that no matter what, you can throw me in that furnace, but I will still represent God no matter what. Like I'm not going to change. My answer is Jesus to every question you ask. And it always will be because he is all sufficient for everything you will ever need. That's always going to be my answer. And, and that's who I am. This light, this gift that I have, it's free. It's free for you. But that's all I can offer you. It's not silver or gold, but we can offer you Jesus. That's it. Amen. And, yeah. And, and, you know, this, this subject is such an important topic, especially in this day and age that we're in. Because, I mean, what do you hear out there? I mean, you, you hear out there in the society. I mean, this is what you hear over and over again. Oh, well, you don't love because you don't accept me the, and what you don't accept my behavior and what I'm doing. Believe me, <laughs> this is a big thing. We know this is the thing now. You know, you don't accept my behavior. You don't accept me the way I whatever I want to do. You don't accept it. You're not walking in love. Is that really love? I don't think so. We just got done talking about that. You don't you don't pat somebody on the back and say everything's OK when the house is burning down. You don't do that. You say, no, we got to get out of here. You grab and say, we got to get out of here. Let me show you the way out of here. You don't do that. But it's so simply, Dad. And I, I don't... That you've got going on out there. You've got, you got this news that's going out there. I, I call it the religion of the world that have set up their own their own ideas on what right is wrong, what, what, what right and wrong is, what's good and bad. And if you don't accept it the way they have notice that they have wrote, again, it goes back to what I just said. What's our battle against? Casting down every thought that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. We know a lot of these things are true, are not true. What they're saying is true. Say, oh, it's okay. God's okay with me doing whatever I want to do. No, he's not. I'm right. going to tell you the truth. No, he's not. You see, that's true love. Now, from their standpoint, you're not loving. You're sitting here, you're you think you're better than me. You're sitting here, but no. God said, come out and be separate. Why? So you could be the light. Goes back to that. That's why I say this issue is a very important issue from the very minute personal relationships that we have to the global problems that we see in the world and see what's going on right now in this day and age. I don't think people think about it at all. I mean, that's the problem. They take the lie, they run with it. Okay. They're not even listening to what the person is saying. Okay. So they don't, they hate me because they won't be like what they want. Well, I mean, if we believe that God is not okay with this, if my kid grabbed a charcoal and said, hey, I love to hold hot coals. I love it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, because I love you, go ahead. You can do it. We would never do that in the natural. It's so simple. We would never say that to our kid, okay, because we love them. 
if we know that the way that some of the things that they say that we're, we hate them for, and which is absolutely not the case at all, if God doesn't approve and it is going to affect their salvation and their alternative, does love say go ahead and do it or love say no, that's not, that's not good? God is not okay with that. I mean, we just don't think. If we thought about it in the terms of like our kids, it wouldn't be an issue at all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, going on that illustration you just said, John, we'll, we'll take it. Just going back to what I'm saying. You got the, the, the kid with the hot cold. This is how ridiculous it is that you see how people will blame God and blame the truth of God. This will be the, in using your illustration, this will be like you telling your kid, hey, don't touch that, grab that hot coal. He grabs it, burns himself, and then he blames you for burning himself. This is how ridiculous it is for, for people to blame God. It's the same thing. It'd be like your, your kid blaming you. Well, I can't believe you let me burn my hand. Well, son, I told you that don't touch that coal. It's going to burn your hands bad for you. Oh, it's your fault. Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop me from doing? It? You see, that's what I'm saying. This is the same principle. It, it, it shows you how ridiculous it is for people to blame God when they see all the things happening around them that are bad, and they yeah. want to blame God and don't realize that God trying to tell you that when you live that lifestyle, you're going to get burned. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, there's those people that are going to criticize you no matter what, no matter what. You can love them. They'll criticize you. You can let them do what they want to do. Like they say, you know, just accept me for who I am. Okay. If I do that, I'm going to get criticized in, in, in some way, guaranteed. It's just some people just aren't content with a response. But who or, did they hate, who did they hate first? Christ. They hated Jesus first. He told us this. The reason why we don't have a ton of, of 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 backlash right now in mainstream and we do have a lot but the reason why it's not so violent or bad yet is because we're not really standing up for what we believe in we're not yeah. we're not staying when, when jesus stood in the middle of the pharisees and said you're whitewashed tombs he he's telling the truth they they're giving off a they're giving off a a a, a fig tree a, a plump fig tree look but no fruit he that's mm. the truth and they hated him for it so if we're not speaking truth and you're not, it's, you could almost gauge the negativity in the comments off how much truth you're speaking when we're talking about unbelievers. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we can just sum this up in a, in a process. What I'm saying, what's the process here? Person has an issue, let's say, okay, I got a thing. How, what do I do with this issue? I have a, a unbelieving friends or I have people and, and, and what do I do about it? God. So first of all, the first step is what? To say, okay, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to God. God, how do I deal with this issue? How do I deal with this issue? I want to do what, I know you have the answer. So what do I do? So he comes and tells you, do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness? He's telling you now. This is the second step. Accepting what God now has told you, this is the way you deal with this. You don't sit there and bind yourself with them. You be the light and the salt for them. You love them. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. He's telling us. So first step is you realize I don't have the answer. Second step, you go to God for the answer. Third step, you listen to him for what the answer is. Fourth step, you walk it out. Okay, you accept and say, okay, God, hey, this is what, this is what you show me. This is what we're talking about, casting down every thought. We go to God. God says, hey, 
this is the truth. This is the truth that's going to cast down all the lies that try to exalt itself against this truth, what you're trying to see. So now you know. Now you know how to walk it out. You go and you say, okay, I know the Lord don't, says don't be bound because I can't help them if I'm if I'm linked up with them. I have to be separate. He called me to be separate, to be a light and to be a salt. So now let me go be a salt and light for that. Now everything's in the light. So guess what? No matter what they say, no matter what they call me or what kind of names or what kind of derogatory, it doesn't matter. I'm there for them. I've went to God and God sent me there. And he told me ahead of time, he said, don't, don't worry about them hating you because they hated me before they hated you. I'm telling you ahead of time, when you go there, that's what they're going to do. So now you're prepared, you go, you know what you got to do, and you go before there and you say that. But the whole battle is about making that decision first. You make that decision, you go to God, then you accept what God tells you because you went to him for the answer. Then you go forth and walk it out. Yep. You let it go. You bring it to him. He empowers you. Mm -hmm. And you walk it out. Absolutely. And you're going to find out real quick. All you got to do is do that. And then you'll find out who loves you. You Mm -hmm. I mean, because if if all you're about is Jesus and they love the darkness, they're going to go, they're going to, they're going to leave your life on their own. It's going to work itself out. Uh, And that's, that's sometimes that's hard because sometimes we love people more than they love us. And we really want, we really want them to love us. So we've created this, this manipulative kind of a relationship with them where we keep them around and, but they're actually just feeding off of something else besides love from us. Mm -hmm. And when you say that's done, I'm for Christ and they're not for Christ because their deeds are evil, then they're going to leave and it, it might hurt, but God will show you in the end, like he does every trial you'll ever go through the, how he will turn it for good and how it's mm-hmm. going to help you just like everything, like the little boy with the coal. I told you, don't do that. I told you, now you know why. Now you know why. Don't do that. Or if he didn't grab the coal and he's seen somebody else grab the coal and get burned, see, that's what I was trying to help you avoid. I'm trying to get you away from that. If we, if we just trusted God, whatever he told you the answer in his word, whatever it is, whatever, however you feel about that, God, I don't really like this thing and I don't understand it, but I trust your word and I'm going to stand on it. Then you'll find out that it's true. And that's what the Bible says. Yep. And, and, and like I said, and this is important. This is why we bring up this thing about being able to understand, because this is how powers of darkness and Satan use these things to try to stumble, to make us fall. I'll give you a practical situation. Let's say you're, you got somebody in your life or someone that God's done, you go to them, you're trying to tell them, Hey, you know, and so you, you, you realize that the, the, the life they're walking is, is in, in darkness and it's not good for them or you. And you realize that. So you say, Hey, you know, you kind of separate yourself. You don't, you may not even say nothing. You might just kind of say, Hey, I can't be around that stuff like that. So they come up to you and they tell you, well, you think you're better than me. You think you're better than me. You obviously, you think you're too good for me. So case put myself in there. Now, now I'm the believer. I, they just told me that. So I say, Oh man, God, I, I can't be like that. Cause you said, love everybody. I can't, I can't be better than someone else. You see how you have let Satan take a lie that you knew wasn't true. You know, in your heart that you love that person, you know, that what they just told you was not true was that you don't think you're better than them. You don't think that, but you have accepted it now. And now it changes your behavior. 
Now you next thing you know, you're going over there and you're meddling in with them and you're just, you know, you're not the salt anymore. You're trying to prove now your love. You have let the lie come in and manipulate how you're going to react. In other words, when Jesus went, he was the light for the people. He didn't let what they thought or said affect what he was going to do. He said, I only do what the father tells me to do. He said that over and over again because he was there for them. So he wasn't going to let the lies manipulate what he was going to do. He wasn't going to let them put him in. How many times did the Pharisees come and try to throw him, up, get him in trouble by throwing something in front of him in the middle of the thing? But he didn't let what they did manipulate what he was going to say or do. He was only going to say what the father did. That's the way we got to be in a practical situation. Don't let a simple lie affect the way you're going to change. That's what I'm saying. When I go to some, anytime you go with somebody, it's always goes back to motive, to the heart. Why am I doing this? That's what I'm saying. If that person told me that same thing, let's say I went to that person, they say, oh, you think you're better? And I knew in my heart, I did think that way. Then I got a problem. You see what I'm sure. saying? I got to go before God say, you're right, God. What they said told was true. So I go before God and I get that right. If I think yeah. I'm too good, you see? So we're not denying anything, but at the same time, if what they said was not true, we have to stand up against that. We have to, yeah. we can't let that thought manipulate what you're going to do next. You have right. to stand up and realize who your enemy is and what he's trying to do to you. He's trying to get you to back off. So how does yep. he do that? Yep. By trying to condemn you. That's right. Yep. That's right. Amen. Well, guys, we are out of time. I think uh, the Lord worked mightily through that subject. It's it's very important, guys. That's why we uh, That's why we wanted to talk about it. Listen, mm -hmm. always go to prayer. Go to the Word. Question, test every spirit. Hold fast to what is true. Anything yes. a man says, anything a woman says, anything we say, test it. Check it with the Word of God. Go into prayer. Ask Him about this, how to lead you in your situation. If you have prayer requests, please, whitestonereward at gmail.com. Send them there, and, and we will help pray that God softens the soil in your loved one's heart. Uh, and, and that's so important, and that's what you can do. You can do that, and then the second step is represent Christ. Do what the Father said, only what the Father said, no matter what. Don't believe the lie. Uh, let Christ work through you, and, and God will draw people, and, and God can't open hearts of anybody. Nothing is impossible for God. So uh, we love you, and that's why we made this video or this uh, podcast. And if you have any subject requests, same email, whitestonereward at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel, Whitestone, at whitestonereward is our handle. Um, and we have a lot of topics for videos with scriptures on the screen if you prefer prefer visual discussions. Uh, but Danny, you got anything on this thing? You think we uh we touched on what the Lord put on your heart? Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. That was the Lord was with us, that's for sure. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I just want to end up with end this with saying, you know, make make you the Lord your best friend your go-to companion seek counsel from him like jonathan said pray pray get on your knees and just put it all at his feet before you go talk to anybody else you talk to the lord so yep. amen amen uh and before we pray dad i just want to do you have anything dad any closing remarks? I just want to, I'm just going to read these two verses real quick in, in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. The Lord put on my heart, which is basically just an encouragement of the way we've got to walk. It says, therefore, 
Since we have such a great cloud of witness surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, so we have a perfect witness of, of Christ, you know, and that's really just, he just encouraged us, you know, Christ, that's how he, that's how he, he came down as that God man to demonstrate to us how to live this life. And so he was just saying, Hey, don't, don't let all these things entangle, you know, realize what, what you're here for. God made you the salt and the light. If you, if you're a follower of him. And so make sure you remain that and don't fall for any of the lies that are set out there. All right. Before you pray, Dad, I'm just going to end with Psalm 1, uh, 1 through 6. Um, and I pray, guys, that you guys receive this. It's it's guidance that was given to us, the very first Psalm. Uh, and it's uh, 1, verse 1 through 6. Uh, How blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So... Amen. I mean, it's right there. Just receive it, brothers and sisters, because it's the truth. And I'm, I, there's no comment on this. That's God's word. Receive it. Dad, you want to pray us out? Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for your truth that you have shed for us, Lord, that you have prepared us ahead of time, Lord. You've told us everything that we need to know, Lord, to fight this battle. And Lord, you, you not only have you told us, but you strengthened us by your spirit to, to accomplish it. Lord, help us to go out and be the salt and the light. Teach us how to divide the light from the darkness, Lord, how to walk this out. Show us how to love, but yet love in truth, Lord. We thank you, Father, that with you is the fountain of life. We trust you as our shield and our protection. And thank you for sending the helper, the spirit of the living God, to help us walk this out. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Peace be with you.